Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. All right. Well, welcome again. And this is week 11 out of 12 for the 12 conditions of a miracle. And this week, we get to focus on the beautiful subject of receiving. And we're amazingly, we've made it through 11 different, or we're, we're going through 11 different experiences of how to cultivate miracles in our lives. And the first condition of creating miracles was the idea that each and every one of us has to begin with emptiness in order for a miracle to happen. And our next step is to align ourselves. So miracles are created with alignment. And the third step is for us to ask for what we want in order for the miracle to happen. And then our next step is to maximize the use of what gifts we have already in our life. And our fifth step is to express selfless generosity and to give in order to create the circulation in our lives. And the sixth step of a miracle was to ground ourselves so that the current of spirit can flow through each and every one of us. The seventh condition of a miracle is to visualize the desired end as if it's already occurred. The eighth condition is to give thanks and bless every single thing. The ninth is to act as if the miracle is happening and to take action as if it's happening. The 10th is to engage the cycle of giving and receiving. And the 11th is to receive. This is key with worthiness, receive with worthiness. And in the book, uh, Todd Michael, who is the author of The 12 Conditions of a Miracle, he talks about the story in the second book of Kings. And I think it's a really important story to reiterate in our time together because it so illustrates what it means to receive. So in the story, which again is the in the second book of Kings, the prophet Elijah is approached by a woman whose husband recently died. And she's super, well, she's really upset. This is why she goes to see the prophet, because basically she inherited debt whenever he died. And she didn't have any way to repay her debt. And so the, the person or people who needed to get her debt paid, I think it was a person, uh, the lender, he basically was like, you know what? It's okay. I'll just take your two sons as slaves and that will p- repay your debt. Now, of course, any person uh, with children does not want to give their, their sons or daughters away to slavery. Doesn't sound like a very good life. And so that's why she went to the prophet Elijah. And Elijah asked her, he said, you know, do you have anything? Do you have any assets? And she said, I have this one jar of oil. And the oil at that time was a really precious commodity. It's like liquid gold, I'll say. (laughs) It's very, very, very valuable. Not valuable enough to repay her debts, though. Just It's the only thing that she has. And so Elijah decides to, he tells her, he says, you know what? Why don't you go to all your neighbor's houses 
and ask all your neighbors for any empty vessels that they have. And they go ahead and, um, and he says, and after you do that, I want you to go into your house, shut your door and pour the oil from your vessel into the empty vessels that you've collected. And whenever the vessel's full, just set it aside. And so the lady's like, okay, sounds a little crazy, but I'm gonna go do what you say, oh prophet. <laughs> if that's what you want me to do, that's what I'm gonna do. So she goes and collects all the empty vessels from all of her neighbors who, who give it to her. And then she gets her you know, one jar of oil and she has her son bring her a vessel and she goes to pour into this empty vessel and she manages to fill it up, but she still has oil in her container. And so she's like, hey son, could you give me another vessel? And they go through and she ends up filling up every single empty vessel that they collected. Every single one out of this one jar. And when, they're, when they were all full, she's, she's, I mean, she's completely astonished because it just doesn't make sense. Like it didn't make sense in her mind. It doesn't make sense in the story to probably any of us. Like why, how did that happen? How could this one jar fill up all these jars? And so at the end of the story, all the jars were full of this oil. And she basically had so much wealth because of this. She was able to pay off her debt and literally live comfortably for the rest of her life. Like it was a miracle. But the really interesting thing about this is that the supply, so we have an infinite supply. So this is the really, this is the metaphysical point of the, of the story. We have an infinite supply and this infinite supply is only limited by the amount of containers we have to prepare to receive the supply. It's only limited by what we choose to limit it by. So it's, it's like that jar. It never runs out. It can keep pouring through. And she only got so many vessels, so many empty containers. And, and whenever she was done, it was done, right? So that's really the, the metaphysical concept behind this story, this Bible story. So the first point that I thought was really important in the book that he talks about is that spirit abhors a vacuum. So basically, you need to prepare your jars <laughs> to receive. You need to prepare to receive. And Todd Michael in the book says, remember, spirit abhors a va vacuum. As soon as you prepare an empty container to receive, the universe will automatically begin mobilizing to fill it. So the next point I thought was really important is when you receive. So here you go. You have you do this. You, you fill your your container or you empty your container. You make it available. You prepare it to receive. You actually receive. And when you actually receive. What you need to do is celebrate it with joy and gratitude. So one of the things that I have done is I have a gratitude buddy. So I have somebody that I consistently speak my gratitudes to, to just because of this, because of this principle in, in the universe. It's like, I need to celebrate 
with joy and gratitude all of the things that I receive. So the, the invitation is for you to do a happy dance or to, to really acknowledge when you receive a miracle or acknowledge when you receive a manifestation to a prayer or acknowledge when something unexpected that's better than you can imagine happens is to, to really take it in, to soak it in, to enjoy it, to feel the joy and the appreciation of receiving that thing. Because a lot of people will, will push it away or, or, or not give it the credit that it's due. So one of the things I was thinking about, so as you know, as I've been on this adventure with you over these last, uh, well, I guess 11 weeks, and uh, it's been mostly me with you, I have been on this house, right, at the house hunting. My intention was to get a house, and so I, I managed to purchase a house, and um, so because of this book, I want to share with you some miracles that have happened since the purchase of my house. I, because I want to, I want to be be inundated in the joy and the appreciation, and I want to share it with you, so you can you can see from my example how great it is. <laughs> One of the things is that two people, two of my friends, have recently moved, and both of my friends thought of me, and as they were unpacking, have saved all of their boxes and their packing paper and their their a bubble wrap and and their containers for me so that when I move which I'm now getting into the process of doing I don't have to buy anything and that's a total miracle right <laughs> Yay! so that's the first thing that was really amazing the second thing that just happened to me is out of the blue a family member called and decided to pay for my moving expenses. And so they sent me a check to cover all of my moving expenses. Now this was completely not even in my consciousness. And I'm like, why yes, I, I say yes, I gratefully receive that unexpected abundance. I'm so grateful. And then the third thing that happened to me is one of my friends from New Mexico, again, texted me out of the blue, was like, oh, how are you doing? And I told her I just got this house. And she says, oh, how would I fly up there and help you pack for a week? I'm like, <laughs> why? Why, yes, I would love that. So I, I literally have a friend who's flying in from another state to help me pack, which I don't know about you, but that just blows my mind. So, uh, so there you go. There's an example of what to do when you have unexpected miracles happen in your life is, is state them out loud, share them with people that you love, have a little happy dance, which is what I did. And I keep doing <laughs> happy dances of appreciation. Like how good can it get? I don't have any idea. How can it get better, any better than this? I'm so open to it. And I accept these kind of miracles, right? So the next point is about taking our blessings for granted. So this is a quote from Gilbert Chester Chesterton, which I have no idea who he is, but that's his picture right here in the slides. When it comes to life, the critical thing is whether you take things for granted or take them with gratitude. 
So always take your blessings with gratitude instead of for granted. So there's a story that he gives in the book, which is actually an experiment I've personally done myself. But there was a, a, a study that they did where they had three groups of plants and they were watered exactly the same. And in the first group of plants, they, there was a group of people and what they did is they lavished attention and appreciation and love and adoration on these plants. And then the, the second group, they didn't do anything to the plants. And then the third group, there's uh, the, the people who did the study, they said crappy things to those poor little plants. <laughs> They're terrible, terrible things. Now, in this particular study, the, 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 the plants that got the positive way of the positive feedback, they grew. They just thrived, right? And then the, the neutral plants, they were neutral. And then the negative comments, they were, they were stilted. And this is, this is a, an experiment I actually did when I was a kid because I heard about it. And um, I went to uh, my, you know, my dad had a religious science church that he went to and they actually had us plant two little beans <laughs> and they had us say positive things to one bean and negative things to the other bean. And, and lo and behold, that is exactly what happened to me. I had this gigantic bean plant and then this poor little plant that had little, little tiny, you know, it didn't grow very much. Um, and that really affected me and, and how I treat everything. It's like what I say makes a difference to everybody, everything, it makes an impact. But it's really interesting because a lot of people live their lives like this, right? They, they, they take huge chunks of their lives for granted or they ignore the blessings that are in their lives. So like I wake up, I have no thought in my mind about what a miracle it is that my heart is beating, that, that all of these things are happening in my body without my awareness that are causing it to, to heal and reveal uh, newness, right? That my hair is growing, all of these amazing miracles. So if what about me taking a shower and then turning on the water that just is hot when I want it to be hot? You know, like what a miracle that is. Or, or the electricity like this, all of these lights I have. <laughs> you have no idea what my studio is. I think I have, I have four different lights right now on. <laughs> in this in this room and and what a miracle it is that I just flip the switch and I get light you know and and can you imagine you know 200 years ago if if we had told them that that was going to happen like what just the amazingness of our day or how about how great it is that when I walk my body has uh, balance and coordination. What a miracle that is. So what are we taking for granted? And what can we think about in our lives that we need to give blessings to? So there's the invitation to, to think about, you know, I've, 
I've done this before. And so, and I need to remind myself too. I'm, I'm saying this to you so I can remind myself like tomorrow at breakfast, think about everything that you eat and who made it possible to come to you. <laughs> like really, like I, I drink coffee. My coffee is from Colombia from, and it's organic. Um, and so who are the, who are the farmers in Colombia who are growing these beans and taking care of these plants and loving on these plants? And who are the people that are harvesting it? And who are the people who are getting it from Colombia over to wherever the packing place is in the United States? And who, who's getting that to me, right? So just, just on coffee beans alone. Now that doesn't mean, what about the almond milk that I have? Or what about the, the, the eggs or the, you know, all of these things just for me to have one meal. How blessed am I? How fully supported? How many people participated in what my day is unfolding like? And, and how can I be grateful for it? In, in the book, uh, Todd Michael has a story about a man who um, he was really invested in getting cured from cancer. And so he did affirmations. He did all of these amazing things and, you know, every possible thing that he could do. Um, he did prayer. He did affirmation. He played music. He did forgiveness work. He did every spiritual tool that he had to do to get cured from cancer. And he had a miraculous healing. And then he slid into a depression. And he was so invested in, in healing himself from cancer. After he was healed from cancer, he wasn't invested in what his life would be for. And so he was depressed for a year and lo and behold, his cancer came back and he passed away from it. So it's, it's where can we be grateful for what we have? And I'm not saying that um, if anybody passes away from cancer, it's because of their mindset. I just want to put that out there because I know plenty of people who have super positive mindsets. And I want to acknowledge that, that sometimes a healing means that we let our bodies go because we're, we are eternal beings. But sometimes a healing also is it's us recognizing the blessings that we have. And so the invitation to have miracles is to, is, is the invitation is to look at our blessings and acknowledge them and not let, not take them for granted. You know, I don't know about you, but I think a lot of people when their, their first death that they've experienced in their life of somebody that they love, it's like, oh, did I take that person for granted? And how can I treat people differently? And I don't know about you, but that's been a revelation in my life is like, I'm so interested in, in really caring about people and loving them for, for what they bring into my life. But also knowing that the universe is bringing multiple blessings into my life. And sometimes I'm so in my stuff or my ego that I just forget that this life is a miracle already. And so I just want to bring that to our awareness and our consciousness as we look at this idea of receiving, receiving the miracle. So in, uh, in conclusion, we've got a couple of ways to activate the 11th condition. And there's five simple ways that you can activate the condition of receiving. The first thing is to receive 
and let the energy and resources flow into your life, fill you with intense joy, pleasure, fun, and gratitude. So make sure you're receiving with joy, pleasure, fun, and gratitude. Do it as if your life depends on it. So enjoy what you receive as if your life depends upon it, because it actually does. The second thing is to meditate and pay attention. Basically, meditation raises our consciousness, heightens our perception so that we can recognize gifts when they're coming to us. So we see them. Basically, it'll, I, I believe the universe gives you breadcrumbs and, or leads. Some people call it leads. Some people call it breadcrumbs. And, and when I meditate, I notice a breadcrumb and I take it. Or I notice a lead and I go for it. The third thing is to be wide open in consciousness. So, so have lots of empty jars available. Think big. Cultivate a consciousness of unlimited potentiality. Believe that anything is possible. One of my friends has this question, and this is I keep asking this question, what else is possible and how can it get any better than this? And what else is possible and how can it get any better than this? And what else is possible and how can it get any better than this? Because when I ask that question, the universe all shows me. It always shows me. The fourth thing is to understand the lead in concept. So basically your big break will initially present itself as a trivial gift. Be gracious and accept even the little things. A small gift can lead into a larger opportunity. And then the five thing is the fifth thing, the five thing, the fifth thing is to develop a sense of worth, worthiness. So don't allow yourself to think that you're not worthy. When you are giving yourself generously to the world around you, you are automatically worthy. You are a source of good and you deserve to be supplied. So that is my invitation to you this week is to be in the space of receiving, to allow yourself to enjoy it, to celebrate the fact that you are worthy and deserving of receiving this and to just be open to how can it get any better than this. And with that, I'm complete and so it is.